This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you. That's right. Thank you. Through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who our Patreon where pretty much every Sunday, including for sure the next three Sundays because we just recorded them all yesterday or the day before. I don't know what time is. Anyway, you get a whole other bonus episode of this. If you give it the five or ten dollar a month level, that's right. You get me and Maureen all over again doing a little show we call the Town Watch. So that's fun. That $10 a month level also gets you a sticker in the mail because you become a member of the Says Who Sticker Club, the best club. All of this is at patreon.com slash says who. Ah, listen, you guys, it's summer. It's hot as balls. Why not read a book? And let me tell you something. I'm always going on blah, 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 books. But listen, this is a shout out to when you leave a review or do a TikTok or anything you do, like you go on Goodreads, you have no idea how much I appreciate you. That shit matters. It matters so much. And when you do it, that's how you keep authors alive. Uh, so you literally keep me alive. Uh, thank you for doing that if you have done it. And if you have a second, you know, if you could do that, you don't have to. Remember, this is not a, this is not a, you know, that's not how our friendship works. I'm just saying, you know, this is, you know what I mean? It's not transactional. But if you like it. Okay. I I I I I, I love you've, you. You've gotten real caught up here. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay to ask people to buy books. Is it? Yeah. It feels it, very I don't know wrong. But hmm. weird position to stake out as an author. It's been a problem for a while, but I mean, fortunately, it's been working out for me. But like my my reluctance to be like, uh, will you? it's been with me for a while, Dan. Okay. Well, I don't have that problem. If you want to buy books, go to kickbezosintheballs.org. That's our own little bookshop where Maureen's books are readily available and you can buy them because buying books is good because it supports authors. Like, for instance, Maureen Johnson. How about Dan Sinker? How about Dan Sinker? Eh, no, you don't need to do that. But See, this is what I'm talking about. You can, if you want to buy things on the internet, go to merch.saysupodcast.com. That's our own little store on the internet where you can buy Says Who merchandise. I also run a shop, but because of events that we will be discussing shortly, my shop will be closed for about a month. So, because I won't be here to fill those orders. But the Says Who podcast merch store, no problem. That shit will go out. No issues. Merch.saysupodcast.com. Mm. Oh, you got my coffee. No, oh, okay. my Dan. gosh. Okay. Dan. All right. All right. Okay. All Dan? right. Dan? Yeah, I, I hear you, Maureen, but I'm in the middle of a whole lot of stuff. What are you? Is that a chair? I just, what? I got to throw that in. What? I got a chair. It's okay. Dan, what is that? Out. That's a lawnmower. Oh, my God. Okay, Are you okay? I'm fine. Are... It's good. It's all good. Okay. Hi, sorry, I'm packing. Okay. Do you think you're re ready to record? <sighs> no, but it's okay. time. Yeah. Are you okay, buddy? I'm good. We're good. Let's go. Are you okay? Mm, no.
Welcome. <laughs> well, I got a little hand on the hip there. Sassy. This says who? The podcast that isn't a podcast. It's a coping strategy. I am Dan Sinker. I'm Warren Johnson. I got to turn the air on. I just made a big mess in here. Y'all, he, you guys, he, that was a, that was a real Foley room experience. He was throwing yeah. shit around. It was really fun to watch. And I think he was kind of enjoying himself. Well, now I got to pick it all back up. Afterwards. Yeah. Our recycling bin is so full that I have recycling staged down here for when they collect the recycling tomorrow. And I just dumped it all over the floor. Good job. All right. It's a little stressful around here, Maureen. Mm. So we should maybe catch says Whovians up. Dan, it's very hot. And my medical condition I have uh, is exacerbated by heat. Yeah. And all last week I was dragging my carcass around, like going out. I had to walk the dog and do stuff. And I was feeling sicker and sicker each day. Yeah. We recorded three bonus episodes on Saturday morning. We sure did. I remember I was like having trouble staying awake and I was like a little bit you yawning. You were like, I'm so tired. I went to stand up and the floor wasn't where it was supposed to be. And uh, then I, I was sitting in front of the air conditioner like I am now. As you can see, I can touch it. Yeah. Um, and I was sweating. Oh. So, and then I got, I was like, I went in to said to Oscar, okay, I know what's happening now. Like I'm having a full bore flare. Like Uh-oh. the heat and everything is caught up. And what happens is occasionally just it builds up over a couple of days and I have to have what I call a reset sleep. My body just goes okay. out. It's not, yeah. it's not like a lay down for a nice nap. It's just a kind of system shutdown. Oof. Non-voluntary. It's really yeah. kind of nice because you just sleep and you wake up and a lot of the worst of it is over. Okay. But I got in bed and I was super cold, even though the, like the room was hot. Like I, all the wires were crossed. I was like, okay, okay this is just neurological stuff. Not usually, great. well, you know, it's not that bad. It's just a question of listening to your body. And okay. usually those reset sleeps are about two hours. Okay. Then I got into bed at one and I woke up at 530. Wow. I was just out like a light. Um. And then the thing is, you wake up more or less cured. <laughs> well, that's handy. It's pretty, it does a lot of heavy lifting that whenever it just shuts down, it's like clear, it's like boop, 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 boop. Okay, everything's broken. We have to. It's like a full reboot. We have to turn it off and turn it back on yeah. again. Yeah. Um, I'm having a little, but Dan, also, I want to talk a little bit about mental health because I've been feeling like it's a lot recently. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you're going to talk about that. And this morning, I even made a step. I was like, I think I'm a little bit overwhelmed by world events and everything. Yeah. I, I took a step and I went online and I bought an ebook that is a cognitive behavioral therapy workbook. Okay. That's like you can just do, you know, work through. I've done some of that before, cognitive behavioral therapy, even though I'm yeah. having trouble saying behavioral. You know, it's a tricky one. It's called CBT. But it helps you kind of decatastrophize. Okay. It just helps you break down different thoughts. And I was yeah. like, I think I'm going to do some of those workbook exercises because I'm having, I'm getting a little overwhelmed. Yeah. The system is full. And did it help? Oh, I just got it this morning. So I haven't, oh. I haven't started it yet. Oh, I thought this was like after the, after the fact. <laughs> um, speaking of catastrophes, in my method acting, I have gotten very twisted up in my headphone cord. So hmm. uh, I've been waiting 
But now at this point, I really need to just spin around for a minute. I didn't want to distract you by me spinning. So I want to see this. I'm excited. All right. There we go. That was very soothing to watch. It was just a wonder, apparently. But I couldn't move very well. I know you're because most of this, we're going to talk you through some mental like because I'm like I'm having like I'm feeling like it's a good time to address mental health issues. Yes, because I'm a little overwhelmed by everything that's going on. Yep. And I know that we're going to be even more overwhelmed by some stuff. Yep. So some positive steps that we could take. I love it. Because mental health is health and there are actual proven things we can do to help. That's true. Playing talking uh, to our friend about it. No, friends. I remember uh, a million years ago uh, when the teen was not a teen, but it was a young child. And he had a very good friend who one time after school was playing with other people and where it was not including the, the, the young child version of the teen. And he was very upset. And all he kept doing was crying and going, friendship. I mean, I don't hate it. Yeah. Um, Also, we should just point of order, point out the fact that it is Monday the 17th. Mm -hmm. If you are listening to this episode the day it came out, that means you are listening to it on Wednesday the 19th. For those of you that are longtime listeners and, and let's face facts, that's most everyone now. Uh, you know that we usually record on Tuesdays. So what that means is almost certainly mm-hmm. massive news is going to break between now, you know, before noon on a Monday and that Wednesday. And obviously this episode won't be addressing it because we are recording it ahead of time. We are recording it ahead of time because on Wednesday uh, I am rolling out with my family in our trailer. And tomorrow will be spent, the day we would normally record is going to be spent running around our house in a near crazed state, getting ready to do that. Because here's the spoiler alert, Maureen, we're not ready. Mm -hmm. That's the spoiler alert. That's okay. It's, I mean, it will be fine. As I have said many times, we will go out the door if there are things we didn't do or things that we didn't remember. That is just how it will be. But uh, this one is a little bit more complicated than our previous summer trips, which those of you, again, longtime listeners, otherwise known as pretty much everyone, uh, knows that in the summer, uh, me and my family hit the road. We decamp into our trailer and uh, we do says who's from the road. And uh, we travel around and all of that. This one is a little bit more fraught emotionally than normal. There is usually the stress of actually getting out and leaving your house and making sure you have everything you need. But this trip culminates in dropping the teen off at college. So not only do we need to have what we need for about a month on the road, but uh, he needs to have what he needs for, you know, all the way through winter break in uh, in a whole different place. So that part has been. And then there is, of course, all of the emotional trauma 
mm-hmm. that is associated with all of this. So it is, uh, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it's a lot. I think this episode, Dan, is about acknowledging that this is a summer when everything feels kind of a lot and kind of bloated and swollen and we need to practice some radical self-acceptance, Dan. Yeah. Radical. That means if you feel upset or unwell or just not quite yourself or whatever, that's okay. Totally okay. It's okay okay. to be where you are, how you are. Sounds right. With a baby, it's totally fine. It's okay for that shit to be happening. Yeah. No, it's not okay for the, you know what I mean? Like, it's okay for you to be feeling things or be like, I don't like myself right now. No, man. Radical self-acceptance. And Dan Sinker, you're a great guy. Ah, uh, thanks, Maureen Johnson. You're a great dad. Well, all you right. Give, you give 120 all the time. We do. Uh, that is true. I can't see any, you know, I I know so many people, so many of my friends are such good parents. Like they, all my friends are really good parents. It's like, work. I, either parents are magical or I just really chose well. I don't know, maybe I just really chose well because it is like all my friends, you are really, Raising oh, your I kids. definitely know shitty parents, so... Yeah, you know. I mean, because you know more kids. Yeah, exactly. Like, you definitely, you can pick them out at the your, old schoolyard. Your kids are all raised really creatively, really yeah. aware, like, really aware, and it's okay being who they are. Yeah, it's all true. It's all true, but boy, let me tell you something, letting them go. Mm. <laughs> oh, boy, that's hard. <laughs> right. It's not great. It's not great. We're going to be Rex. Well, you know. I mean, we already are Rex. You already are Rex, and that's okay. Yeah. But you're not, he's not, he's not going. Well, he is going. Mm-hmm. Like, there is a, there is a, a. physical th- change. I mean, there is a physical change. There is an emotional change. There, mm-hmm. is, a, it, it, there is no going back mm-hmm. to what it is now. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's certainly he will be back home. You know, mm-hmm. he certainly he will. You know, he may even end up moving back home for a period. But like there is just a demarcation line between mm-hmm. uh, right now and what is basically a month from now, even a little bit less than a month from now. And that demarcation line is just hard. You know, not that I'm not excited for him, not that I am not absolutely thrilled and 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 cannot wait to see the person that he becomes and the experiences that he has and all of that right but there is just a there is a difference and that difference is hard (laughs) you know i married in english you know that oscar is in english he's in english we talk to my in-laws every uh week we have a, yeah. a set Zoom call. We've had it long, even long before COVID. Just like we literally just talk them at 1.30 every single Sunday. And that really m- means that he has talked to his parents more since moving to the U.S. than he did when he lived there. Yeah. Oscar went to boarding school at age 11. Wow. Yeah. Um. So he was off like living at school from the age of 11. And then he tells me a story of like when he moved into Cambridge you know, yeah. he got, he arrives at university and he says, he looks around and all these people are, he's like, and none of these people are crying because they're leaving their families. He's like, what's the big deal? 
I always thought it was weird. And I'm like, it's because you left home at 11. Yeah, that'll do it. And my relationship with my family, I'm like perhaps altogether too much in the mix. Right. But I am very like in that organism. Yeah. Whereas his family is more like they love, like they're a very loving family, but the relationship is just different. Yeah. They just are, they take a polite interest. Right. And they're full of love. Like if you needed anything, they would drop and run. But it's just a different vibe. Totally. Um, and you are just someone who's been just a beautiful parent and a good friend to your sons. Yeah. No, I mean, all of that is true. It does not uh, make it less hard. No, I'm not. <laughs> it's, I'm just saying. It's real hard. <laughs> mm. Anyway. But you're, can... give, you're giving him a gift, Dan. Oh, I know. You're giving all, him a, all a of wonderful this is gift. True. Doesn't make it less hard. I recommend that when I had a, a loss, when I I lost my this is I lost my girl Zelda. One of the things I did to get through it was I watched all of the show Psych again, okay. as long as it was constantly running in the background, even while I was working. Uh-huh. I was in a safe zone. Right. It just was like, oh, Psych's on. Okay. Like, yeah. for whatever reason, it created, it was like a little friend barrier. It was like, you know, you know, stupid things are helpful. I love stupid things, Dan. And I tell people to embrace them. Embrace oh, yeah. things that make you feel good and like whatever you need right now. Like, you probably need some. I understand you enjoy punk musics. I do. I'm familiar with that. The punk musics, musics. Yep. It's true. Have you been listening to some punk musics? Well, I've been listening to music. But I, I, let's be honest here. My variation on punk music is usually very sad bastard punk music. So, okay. you know, there's that. Can I interest you in some Elton John? No. I'll work on it. I'll send you a playlist. <laughs> I'm good. I will get, uh, I will get you there. Another thing we should address uh -huh. is the fact that you also are leaving this week. Mm -hmm. To go to England, in fact. England, yeah. For a, we usually have a set trip. Oscar being English, it's like we go, we visit family and friends in an order. We do the same order every time. Okay. Not this trip. This trip is just full of weird stuff, including a bunch of my writer friends. Yeah. Are going to be in England. I'm going to spend the first four days with a bunch of Americans. That's great. Uh, then I'm going to spend a night on my friend's couch visiting my friend Alexander. Yeah. And then I'm going to hop a train in the morning and get to my in-laws in time for, what do I have on Wednesday? My father-in-law sent me a schedule. Um, I believe that on Wednesday night, I have a meeting about the, the pantomime I'm writing. We, so we discussed this a little bit in the town watch. Yeah. But I think you need to share this on the main feed. I think I've told them this before that I am writing the pantomime, which is a particular, it's a theater, it's a musical a bespoke yeah. musical for the village of Minstead, England. <laughs> and I was approached tentatively by my in-laws, and then I accepted with fervor, and I am going to write something called Minstead Murders. What And it's could going go to be wrong? a little musical for children about uh, a little a murder that takes place, but then the ghost of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle comes, and there's sure. a detective. It's going to be great. I haven't written it yet, but I I, I have a meeting with the... The pantomime committee in the village. Sure. 
and then I have to go to the town, the the village hall, and take measurements and get a sense of the staging. Yeah, yeah sure. Why not? Uh, shut up. And it's gonna be great. I'm writing um, a musical for the village. I yes, you are. Uh, who, then who? Let me just let me just uh, uh, inquire something. Mm-hmm. Who normally writes the musicals for the village? Do they? Do they often get New York Times bestselling authors to write their no. musical village musicals? No, it's usually someone in the village. I think named Cyril or something like that. But um, no, this year it's it's going to be me. Sure. My mother-in-law actually writes the music because she is an incredibly talented musician. Okay. My mother-in-law is a mathematician and a multi-instrumentalist. Okay. Who plays with a jazz band. Wow. Mathematicians and, and musicians go hand in hand quite they a re- bit. Yeah. She worked apparently on optical scanner technology or something. Like she did some of wow. the background math on that. Okay, sure. The whole family is like this, Dan. All right. The whole family is engineers, nuclear engineers, mathematicians, people that like inspect cruise ships for seaworthiness. Um, sure. Like they do all these really serious engineering jobs. And then I'm like, well, my dad, when he was a kid, stole an alligator from the zoo in a popcorn box. <laughs> and that's true. Of course it is. Of course it is. I said, what happened to the alligator? They yeah. said, well, the Domans kept it in the bathtub. Mm-hmm. And then until I said, what happened to it? And he said something about a wall falling on it. I don't know what happened to the alligator. I have to assume that at a certain point, I think he was okay with the wall. At some point, they were they returned it to the zoo or something. Yes, sure. I'm, that's usually what happens. You can't raise a full alligator in a new, in a Philadelphia town in a Philadelphia row home. And this is how the giant alligator of Bucks County began. Oh, this was this was West Philadelphia, Northwest the, Philadelphia. The Fishtown alligator. Uh. No, not Fishtown. That's higher only, than that. That's the only neighborhood in Philadelphia that I know. I have a good. I have a good friend who's from Fishtown. Yeah, I love that I have, it's called Fishtown. It cracks I, me up. I have very fond memories of being in Fishtown because my friend lives there, and they have a great new bookstore. Oh well, there you go. Fishtown for the win. The Fishtown Bookery. Uh, but uh, yes, I would have known if they had been continuing to raise an alligator. It well, would have maybe come they up. just set it free. Then eight children. The way they did it was one of them held the ankles of another and they they just oh. went like down, down into the lowered yeah. them ankle yes. Yes. or head first down into the alligator pit. Yep. What could have gone wrong? This is and then I'm like, meanwhile, they're like, and then your great grandfather was formed these Scottish laws and blah blah blah. And I'm like, well, we don't know what happened to the alligator. Or my dad's like, yeah, there was the time I met my aunt when a taxi pulled up in front of the house. And my grandmother, who's not a great person, was like, oh, she's like, who's that? She's like, that's your aunt. She just got out of jail. Uh, And that's how we met his aunt. I never heard any more about the aunt. I don't even know her name. I'm not, I was not allowed to meet some of my relatives, Dan. When my mom, when my mom first met a whole bunch of my dad's family, she, he made her lock her purse in the trunk of the car. She's like, glad, why are we putting my... She's stuck with that one. She's like, why are we putting my purse in the trunk of her car? He, she's like, because these people will, will 100% steal your wallet. <laughs> Perfect. 
He's not wrong. I've met some True of them. True romance. He's like, they weren't so bad. They were all stack and story men. What you know does what that mean? It means a, a house robber. Like people, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a term, an old fashioned term. I don't know if they still use it for, um, yeah, people that kind of go in. It means they a burglar, second okay. story man. Yeah. Which means then, again, I always feel like a sitcom when I show up at my family's house. Because one of the things we're doing when I'm there is uh, our, uh, my, my husband's cousins are having a wedding anniversary party at a Cambridge college at, on the, each college, because Cambridge is made up of many colleges, mm-hmm. each college has its own kind of property and a beautiful lawn. They all look like exactly what you imagine Cambridge looks like, these yeah. green lawns and old buildings. And they're going to have like a garden party at one of the Cambridge oh. colleges. Well, that's nice. The one they went to, which means I'm actually going to an English Cambridge formal garden party. Yeah. Sounds right. Uh, again, Dan, I want to say I, I feel like a like a cartoon character with googly eyes. Like You, you know what you should do at what? that party? Steal some purses. It's not the worst idea time I've heard. Tap into your time to tap into your heritage, Maureen. Oscar always pretends he's like, oh, well, our family is. I'm like, shut up. Shut up. No one yeah. in your family ever stole an alligator from the zoo. It's true. That's true. I can I can totally leave my purse out and no one in your family will steal it. <laughs> my mother's side, no one was going to steal your purse. But that was also the side that had my Aunt Claire with the bird that committed suicide and the smoking and right. the money in the jar. Like, right. it was more like that. It was a little more like that. Money in the peanut butter jars so you can watch it grow. But did your aunt did you ever... How did you watch it grow? Because you would put money in the peanut in the clear peanut butter jars so you could see yeah. it rise. My aunt once gifted me a clean peanut butter jar. Oh, meaning the the amount the amount grows because you're putting more in it. Yes. There isn't some sort of no peanut butter investment firm that I didn't know about where you can just watch that watch no. your investment grow. No, she would just put money in peanut butter jars, and okay. for fun, she would have the kid come over and count it. I was the kid. Yeah, my job that does was sound fun. My job was the little eight year old to lay in her bed and count a bunch of dirty nickels. Yeah, that's fun. I, when I'm telling it, it makes me sound like I grew up in some sort of weird 1920s comic strip. Well, you did. <laughs> the kids here, get the, get the pennies. <laughs> ah, this is job for the quarters, kid. I'm going to sit and smoke in your face and listen to conspiracy theory radio while you count on my quarters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm real oh. good at counting change, Dad. I bet. I bet you're good at that. I am a crazed motherfucker. I can count some quarters like nobody's business. Um, the little one had a birthday just a uh, little bit ago, 10 days ago ish, and uh, had his very first friend birthday party, despite turning eight. Very first time that he had a birthday party where, where he invited friends. That's because usually we are on the road. Uh, when his birthday happens. So there is not an opportune moment to have um, to have uh, a friend party. And uh, so he was thrilled about it and very excited. And we did the thing that uh, I think personally all parents should do, which is put on the invitation, no presents, please, because you know what? You don't need more junk. Anyway, one of the kids showed up. A lot of kids brought cards and that sort of thing, which is always nice and fun. Uh, one of the kids showed up, handed him a nickel, and I loved it. And it was like we had suddenly transported back to like 1931. 
where suddenly he like walks in. It's like, here's your nickel. Go buy yourself a chocolate bar. Yeah, I loved it. I think probably he found it like on the walk up to the up to the park that we were at or something. But uh, yeah, handed him a nickel. And then he, the best thing was he then handed his older brother the nickel and was like, can you hang on to this for me? And then that nickel, like the nickel made it all the way back home and then into his little coin jar. That's like weird bullshit I used to do in kindergarten, Dan, when I kept forgetting my show and tell gift, my show and tell item. You would show up and just be like, and a nickel. No, I told you what I used to do that I was. So we in line for kindergarten, a little four year old me standing there and like, it's show and tell day. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, Christ. Oh, God. So the first time it happened, there was a tree next to us, and I snapped a twig off of it immediately and went inside because it was like, we're going in. I was like, ah, clank. We went inside. They're like, okay, Maureen, what's your show and tell item? And I was like, I remember this vividly. I was like, this is a snake stick. It is a training stick for baby snakes. And the reason it's bent like this is that baby snakes learn to crawl on it. And I gave a whole lesson and you had to walk around the room and show everyone the object. I told this whole thing about snake sticks. A couple weeks later, Dan, I forgot the motherfucking thing again. I'd already pulled a, a thing off the tree. I didn't have that going for me anymore. I was in the fucking room and I was like, oh, God, oh, Christ. Oh, no. Oh, God. And they're like, what's your item, Maureen? And I confidently put out my arm like this. And said, it's my arm. Here's what I use it for. And I gave a whole little speech about what I used my arm for. And then I proudly went around the room and showed everyone my arm. Wow. <laughs> so you've been in the bullshit business for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, I That's have, That's amazing. Dan. Yep. Since age four, Dan, I have been talking some shit. <laughs> I was exactly the kid that would pick up a nickel and be like, I got you this nickel. Let me tell you all about it. I love it. I loved that he got a little nickel. Just yeah. felt so sweet. Yeah. Give somebody a nickel. Yeah. Anyway, that kid had a great time at his first friend birthday party at eight. See that? All our My kids are so whacked from, you know, years of weird pandemic and that sort of thing. So it was nice to be able to be like, here's a normal thing. I think I should tell everybody right now in case they're like, when's the news coming? We're not doing news this week. We're not we doing decide. news today. You know why? A couple things. Dan, far too fragile. Me, maybe far too fragile. Yeah, I think I think the whole thing about you literally unable to stand and then having to pass out and shut off for a while seems uh, reason enough right there. A lot of that is heat. Yeah. A lot of that is heat. I just thought heat comes every year. I'm like, I'll be fine. And then it's like, oh, fuck, here it comes. Yeah, it starts small. And then every day it's like, oh, no, like I really can't. And then one day I'm just like, and the floor is not there. Oh, it's going to be inconvenient for a minute or two. I'll work it out. <laughs> no, but Oscar's a real understanding person. He's like, go just lay down. I was like, I'm not. A, am I a bad person for laying down? He's like, he just looks at me like, go lay down. Yeah. I said, will you sit next to me so I'm not alone and just being a big loser? And we'll have a like, it'll say it's a party. He's like, okay. <laughs> so he he went in and he sat there and read and I slept. And the here's dog the, came in. Here's the thing. Uh -huh. I think, generally speaking, if you can swing it, there's almost nothing better than a nap. You're a napper. I'm not a napper. I am a napper. Yeah. I love it. I don't, I don't really do it. And when I do it, it means that my body's just like, yeah, you got to yeah. go. 
See, the thing is, I think that people should try to nap. Not giant naps, multi-hour things and stuff like that. That's sleeping. But, uh, you know, just a little quick rebooter, man, nothing better. If you can, if you can get that rhythm going, boy, I, it's good. I try to remember to do a meditation and that kind of cools yeah, the jets similar. too for uh, yeah. 20 minutes or so. I call that kind of stuff shifting into low power mode. Yeah, it's good for you. Yeah, it's very good. Absolutely. When I first had real bad anxiety and I took meditation lessons, I actually went somewhere. I was so desperate. I was so desperate to do 20 minutes a day or 20 minutes twice a day that I would do it anywhere I could find. Okay. Like I was walking around, I was in England one time and I was like, what am I going to do? I have nowhere to go. I like went into a church. I was like, okay, I'll go in here. I went into a park. I tried to find a safe space in a park. I was like desperate for to find places. If I was working yeah. in an office somewhere, I would like hid in the bathroom for 20 minutes. It was. Uh... There you go. Yeah. You found it. Found those little moments. Yeah. That's good. That's great. Dan, you feeling any better? Oh, no. Not at all. Okay. Right. It's fine. We will, there will be kind of increasing waves of feeling okay. The, I have done enough travel, summer travel, to know that the couple of days before are just rough. You know, like, not only is there just sort of the throwing everything and then some into giant piles and hoping that it will all work out. Uh, but there is also just a great deal of sort of anxiety and not knowing that lifts pretty quickly once you are actually on the road, you know. Um, that said, this trip is uh, very different than the ones we have done in the past. And in fact, different enough, and I mentioned this on the on the town watch, but it's worth mentioning here on the main feed too, because I think a lot of people know that when we hit the road in our trailer, uh, Janice and I record a little podcast called the hitch, uh, that we have done since we started, uh, rolling out in the trailer. Um, and it's like a sort of a little daily diary of, of what's been going on. And we are not doing that this year. And we are not doing that this year uh, for a couple of reasons. The biggest of which being this trip is highly personal in a lot of different ways. Not only are we taking the teen off to college, which is going to be, as established, very hard. Uh, the first half of the trip is um, dealing with kind of repercussions of uh, Janice's dad's death uh, from earlier this year including uh, going to a funeral and then dealing with uh, cleaning out a house and stuff like that. And none of that is good podcast material. Uh, and so uh, we aren't doing that. We might, because of the fact that we'll be recording Says Who on and off during this time and things like that, all of the equipment is coming. We, we were talking today. We might do a little bit of recording uh, but then that brings to the second reason why we aren't going to be doing it, which is this has been released. Traditionally, the hitch is released as a daily podcast, which is a lot of don't work. Do, don't do that for this guy uh, to do, you know, pretty much every night record and edit and get out. Um, even if you kind of bank it up a little bit, it's still a bunch of work. Um, and I have to keep multiple jobs going as we are out on the road. And so something had to give. So this is the plan. We are going to, we have the equipment. 
if the mood strikes, we will record little things because there are some things that are a lot of fun that we're doing this time. We're going to the Grand Canyon, which is pretty great. The um, this happened almost by accident, but the return trip after we dropped the the teen off in in Los Angeles, the entire return trip all the way home is along Route 66, which is pretty damn cool. Um, uh, and so there are possible moments that we might want to record, but all of that will be compiled and edited once we're home. And I have a little bit more potential free time to do it. So that's kind of how that's going to go. But, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that was probably more information that people needed. But, uh, but the point is this trip is going to be real different. And so, uh, oh, this was all back to uh, stress and things like that. So there is also just that kind of level of like doing deeply personal and often very hard things. And that I think will continue to be stressful. Dan, I think it's important right now, maybe, I think for me, certainly, just not to read the news for a, a week or two. Not like yeah. a long-term thing, but definitely I feel worse every time. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not really learning anything right now. So um, yeah, we're going to be going into such a weird, like, what are we learning right now? News. Well, so this is a thing. This is sort of an uh, uh, abstract version of answering that question, but it's the question of reading the news or not. So there's an interesting thing that happened this past week, which is uh, the teen uh, finished up his work at the movie theater that he has been working at for like the last nine months or whatever. And in he made a passing reference to a film that I was unfamiliar with uh, and how it was attracting the most difficult people he has ever dealt with at the movie theater. And he mentioned the name of it and then Janice oh, yeah, was that. like... Janice was like, oh, that, that, yeah, I've been hearing all about that. And I'm the, like, the I've QAnon ne- movie? Yes, the QAnon movie. I forget yeah. what it's called, Freedom Something. Um, and I had no idea what they were talking about. And they were fully familiar. Now, the teen is working there, right? right? Uh, but Janice knows about it through Twitter. And so this is sort of a long uh, explanation of, steering, you know, giving yourself permission to steer a little clear of news. One of the things that I have noticed in the last six months of kind of Twitter melting down and all of these Twitter-like alternatives raising up, you know, I have largely left Twitter back when Elon Musk took over. And, uh, you know, I'm still there a little bit, but not a lot. Um... And there has been just this interesting thing where Janice is far more, and she's not super active on Twitter, but we'll browse it, right? Uh, she is so much more up on shitty things than I am, you know? And I am on all of these other things, but it is interesting to see, and like this movie was the latest thing to me, example of like, there are things that feel unavoidable when you are on Twitter that are like, true shit just hit you in the gut news that doesn't really affect your day to day, right? Like this is not to say that there is not like you should just avoid bad news, right? Like we 
there, there is bad news that is that is important, and then there is bad news that is apparently a QAnon movie that's doing well, right? And Twitter brings all of that shit stuff right to you every day beaming it right into your eyeballs and it has been very stark in these last six months to realize like you know janice will be really upset about xyz and i'll be like i don't even know what you're talking about and uh and then she'll be like oh well i read about it on twitter and it's like Oof. so this is a this is a recommendation from old dan if you even if you want to stay engaged in the news which i do and am disengaging from that particular platform works wonders for just the pure shit stream that it is uh, designed to deliver to your eyeballs. It's not to say there's a great alternative to it. No, Dan, there's not. But removing that particular cesspool from uh, a, a major active part of your life is uh, helpful. That's my old recommendation. All right. What if I just stay on it and fill my brain with, you see, I envision Twitter now. It's like it's turned into a cartoon alleyway and we are a bunch of cartoon cats that all live there together, like trying to go through garbage cans and pulling out fish bone, like, like the cold little fish, like, like, ah, I found a fish bone, something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're little alley cats there. Yeah, we're not though. Ah, we are now I had up here. Right. But it's the I think the trick of that metaphor mm. is your alley cats in an alley that requires cats mm -hmm. and that is owned by the shittiest person on earth. Right. And he needs those cats in there because people like to look at the alley cats. Well we can we can poop in his alley. Yeah, he's okay with that. Mm. What if we banded together and all got in a trench coat and took him down? That just won't work. That but platform is designed. Any activity on that platform is a net benefit for the platform. I know it. it we do need to leave it. Yeah. I can't leave thing. it just yet, though, Dan. It's still where I have a bunch of people I keep in touch with. Yeah. And actually, yeah. if I just keep in touch with those people, everything's kind of fine. Yeah. But it's it is it is just very interesting to me to notice how how disengaged I have been on some of the more just pure outrage shit that right. doesn't matter by not being close to that platform. That said, the teen has shared some very funny stories about people. He's like, it's like that it has brought people to a movie theater that have never been to a movie theater before. But yeah, like people that don't understand that if you show up late, you still have to pay for the movie. That's been, that's been an ongoing thing. Uh, people that can't, like he said, at one point people showed up and were like, we can't. We went to the movie, but it was, it wasn't playing. And he was like, "Well, that's weird. Uh, let me see your tickets." And they were for yesterday, they were for the day before. So he was like, "Yeah, it wasn't playing because these are yesterday's tickets." That kind of thing. Were they upset? They were very upset. Been a lot of upset people. He was like, "I'm leaving at a time that I'm okay with leaving." This movie is called Sound of Freedom. That's it. And it I tells the story of a government somewhere. agent who busts a child sex abuse ring operating in Colombia. Yeah. The main character is based on Timothy Ballard, a former Department of Homeland Security agent who founded an anti-trafficking organization. And he goes undercover. Gritty action scenes. Uh, 
uh, it, someone the headline called it a superhero movie for dads with brain worms. Mm. Um, so yeah. I, but I, it's a hit made like, you know, coming up on a hundred million bucks or something like that. But it's oh. apparently bringing all kinds of people to the, to the theater that have never been to a movie theater before. We're going, I, I can't say this enough, Dan, we're going to see a lot of people coming up in the next year or so. You know what, what I mean? We're going to, wh what do you mean? Remember the insurrection, Dan? I do. I'm familiar with that. And all those people. Yeah. They're going to come back out again during oh, this, yeah. this, this year's election. Yep. Ron DeSantis does seem to be deflating. Yes. Ron deflating. Ron deflating. Do you think he's gone in terms of candidacy? Uh, I think that he is gone in terms of candidacy if Donald Trump remains the candidate. Let's just say know. Donald Trump dies. You know, like... Right has a heart attack and dies. Right. Uh, I think then he probably, I mean, he is still the second most polling person, you mm -hmm. know, whether, whether his, you know, there was an expectation that he would be able to give Donald Trump a real run for his money. Right. And that has proven to be completely untrue, but he is still the number two by a lot, you know? Um, I mean, I was just reading today about, the Republican candidates that are qualifying for the first debate, which is in just a little more than a month. Right? Again, Dan, that's a real popcorn situation. Yeah. I am excited. What night is that? I uh, am excited about this. I think that it is like the 23rd or something. Let me look. Uh, I am excited. First one is, yeah, the 23rd. Wow. Why did I know that? The 20, well, but, you know, you have to, so the, the, they have purposefully created some debate rules to make it a little bit more difficult. If you remember all the way back to 2016. Oh, I do, Dan. The early debates, they had to break over two nights because there were so many candidates. There were like a thousand of them. It's yeah. like watching a beauty pageant. Yeah. And so they are trying to create uh, a couple of different um requirements to be able to qualify. The first of which is you have to poll, I believe above 1% or at, at least 1%, maybe that's it, on a few very specific polls. And those polls apparently are few and far between. And so that that is a, um, that is a, a thing. And then you also have to have raised small dollar money from at least 40,000 people. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, Anyway, I was just reading a thing about who has and has not yet qualified uh, as a result of this. And um, and like the people are, you know, it's like Mike Pence has polled at 7%. I am excited to see I him. Think Chris Christie is at like 3%, you know. And so even though DeSantis is way behind Trump, he is still in the 20s, you know, and Trump is at the you know, 50s or close to the 50s. Um, everyone else is far, far, far behind. So if Trump were to suddenly keel over or if, you know, so the, you know, third or fourth indictment against him uh, creates an opening, it does still seem as, as much as it is now clear that DeSantis is not just kind of 
flying in on a giant eagle and taking uh, taking the lead, he he is still much stronger than everyone else. So, Dan, what we're saying is we're going to put some strategies in place right now. Let's I'm getting my CBT workbook. I'm going to commit to, for example, I always feel better when I do exercise. Yeah. But sometimes when I flare, I've run out of energy. I don't have the physical energy to exercise. Yeah. I do work with Janice's trainer. Bless her heart. She writes all my workouts and I comply intermittently. Yeah. Uh, I do catch us, catch, catch. Sometimes I forget to record it. I always feel like a failure. I feel like she's going to just write me one day and say, you're a failure and you're yeah, a bad she's person. Very, that's, that's who she is. But I always feel better. And I know that I feel better than I would like just doing some yoga every day. I'm telling you some yoga with Adrian. That's some good stuff. She's a very, very good teacher. Don't yeah. cost nothing. Don't okay. cost nothing. Is that I, on a YouTube or it's something? It's on YouTube. She runs, okay. she's like the biggest yoga YouTube channel. She's a super friendly person, but I've taken a lot of yoga classes over the years, Dan. I may yeah. not look it, but I have done a lot of yoga. <laughs> and um, and I say I may not look it because I feel like yoga people always look like very tiny, teeny ballerina people or like, but no, I'm like, I, I've done a lot of classes and she's one of the best. I think the reason she's so popular is that she's such a good teacher and she's so anticipatory of things you might be thinking, like you're doing it. You're like, this is, and she's like, you might be thinking this mm. and here's how to like, and you're like, how, Adrian, how did you know? And she's so positive about it. And she's uh -huh. like, sometimes she's like, Hey, this pose, it may make you fart. That's okay. Like she's very funny. Okay. And she's like, or you do it this way or you do it this way. It doesn't matter. Like you're okay. Or you think you can't do this, but like try just turning like a little bit like that. See that? That may have helped you. I now every single thing that you just said yeah. after the thing where she said that it might make you fart. Yeah. I just imagined that she was helping you fart. She might be. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, just to try this way. <laughs> oh, good job. Well, when you do a lot of these twisting positions, you are sometimes True. activating certain, you know, digestive processes. Speaking of farting and digestive processes, Maureen. I, okay. Just, okay. I am excited to announce that my dog has had two nearly solid poos in a row. That's great. I know. After a month and a half of not. Listen, I know that a lot of people, like, well, I understand that deep, like, Having a dog with some GI issues is rough. Yeah. It has been it has been something, but it looks like maybe now we have solved the problem through medication that is actually the same medication she's on for a bit, but they also gave us a prescription dog food, which is that's a real fun thing, but it seems to have worked. So what is a single protein? Uh, I don't know. It's called like Hill something, mm -hmm. ID something, but it's specifically for GI issues and it improves your probiotics and all that kind of thing, your gut flora. But it seems to have, hopefully, I will knock on wood here, done the trick. Also, speaking of farting, can I bring us back to the Republican primary again? Because this is a hilarious fact. So the New York Times had this little slideshow of various people uh, in the um, in the potential 
and they had they uh, potentially making or not making the Republican uh, primary. And they had two long shot candidates, um, one of whom is the North Dakota governor right now named Doug Burgum, who I've never even heard of, but they describe as a wealthy North Dakota's a wealthy governor. He so again, one of the things that needs to happen is that you have to get 40,000 small dollar donations mm-hmm. and be able to prove that. Right. And that is that is proving troublesome to lesser candidates. Anyway, Doug Burgum, North Dakota's wealthy governor, is offering $20 gift cards to anyone who gives at least $1 to his campaign. Oh, shit. <laughs> They add a strategy that could raise legal concerns. You think? Oh, shit. That's good. Yeah. That's some hot garbage. Now I want to know, what what do you get? He sounds smart. He sounds like he's going to be a real... Yeah, so here, we just launched an initiative to give people support from Bidenflation by offering a $20 gift card. To the first 50,000 people who donate $1 to our campaign. Holy cow. But it doesn't say what the gift card is for. What kind of gift card is this? Mm. Better not be for his, like, fucking shop. Bet it is. What's it for? What's it for? It doesn't say. They have a they have a very poorly formatted image that just says Biden economic relief card. That's got to be for his something of his. I'm trying to figure this out. There's a lot. It sounds like a guy who's handing out free back rub coupons. Totally. It does not say anywhere what the card will be for. Just a $20 gift card. I want to know now. You know, I'm at my father. I'm throwing him a big 80th birthday party. Yeah. My mom realized she's like, he's never really had a big party. So I'm really trying to make this like a thing that he's going to love. And I'm going to do bingo. Oh, that's fun. And I'm going to give out probably like gift cards. That's That's good. People like gift cards. Doug Bergman's gift cards. I'm going to get some Bidenomics, you know. Oh, God. Some of the people there. Okay. According to the Politico article, you will receive a Visa or MasterCard gift card. So they are literally sending you $20 in money mm. okay. for a $1 vac- donation. Okay. He has an estimated net worth of more than $1 billion. But this is going to cost just shy of a million bucks. That's hey, listen. Wild. Th- listen, let that crazy diamond shine. I guess so. Well, speaking of crazy diamonds, says who is made possible by you through and your support. We won't be here next week. That's correct. I was going to get to that in a moment. Okay. All right. Is made possible by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who our Patreon, where pretty much every Sunday you get this all over again if you give it the five or $10 a month level. And that includes some of the Sundays that we will not be regularly broadcasting on Wednesdays, which we will discuss in a moment. Anyway, 
patreon.com slash says who our theme music is performed by ted leo our logo was designed by darth you can contact us at says who podcast on twitter or uh, at says who at omfg.town on mastodon you can also email at hey that is h-e-y at says who podcast.com join the discussion on facebook at slash group slash says whovians our facebook group is moderated by janice dillard if you want to join the fan run discord server you can go to tinyurl.com slash says who discord whatever you do spread the word subscribe please leave stars and reviews on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever it is that you listen and next week as maureen said we will not be putting out an episode maureen is going to be uh traveling around the old england so we will be back on august 2nd which is janice's birthday so happy birthday janice uh and then we will be uh on and off a little bit as I travel around through quite rural spots of America. Yeah, but we'll uh, having we have to work out where and when Dan is yeah, going to be. It's the old summer summer schedule. Like that when you were many of you are familiar with in a now. hot car next to a pyramid. You almost yeah, died. I can't do the hot car shit this time because it is gonna be too hot. Yes. We are going to be spending one night, Maureen, in Needles, California, where currently it is. Let's find out. It is currently 106, going up to 117. It's okay, though, because it's a dry heat, as everyone says. It's in the desert. That's right. At the coolest point in the weather forecast that I'm seeing is just before 7 a.m., where it will be 95 degrees. It's too hot. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to that one. But we're going to be there as short an amount of time as we can. But the reality is to get from uh, somewhere into Southern California coming from the east you kind of got to go through the desert not a lot of options there so we'll do it but i'm sure not recording from a car when that happens because i will be dead in a car anyway we will see you the week after next i will still be in england you sure will august 2nd is the next time you'll hear from us unless you are a town watch subscriber in which case We've banked them, so you'll get those every Sunday. Uh, no problemo, as they say. No problemo. As they say. As they say. Anyway, from my basement in Chicago, I am Dan Sinker. From my air-conditioned office in New York, for now. Soon, it's true. you from the road, me from England. It's all true. It's all happening. This, this, and remember, guys, radical self-acceptance yeah do it that means you're okay with how you are right now in whatever state you're okay you feel okay now dan i mean no but i understand i i get where you're going yeah all right well you know i'm gonna do my workbook this been says who hey look at that you actually said the words that yeah. was very exciting. I said the words, Dan. Great job. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Are you being sarcastic right now? No. Oh, are you? You seem really sarcastic. Right now. I'm. I'm not at all. Oh, that was very sarcastic. <sighs> bye bye. <laughs>